Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Starry Night episode of Gray's Academy. You have your two beautiful hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful evening for a podcast. It's so true. And uh, before we get started, uh, I said Starry Night because this episode is brought to you by Starry, the plan B of Sierra Mist. Not yes. like the sexual thing, but like it's <laughs> just like they're, they're like, let's rebrand for Gen <laughs> yes. Z. That's, That's not what I meant. That came out weird, but I'm opening it for the first time. So here we go. Ooh. Love a good uh, squeak coming out of there with all the fizz. Ooh, refreshing poured into that. You hear those? You hear those bubbles? You hear that? Ooh. Ooh. You really can't hear it. I love no. this, what you're trying to accomplish, but you cannot hear it. You're just hitting the microphone with a cup. <laughs> okay, hold on. If you right. don't give a shit about Carmen's reaction to soda, you can just hit the 30-second button. <laughs> no, no, no. This is very important stuff here. This is groundbreaking shit. Um, okay, here we go. All right. Starry. Is it better than Sierra Mist? Is it the same? I think it's exactly the same. Yeah, it's maybe a little bit. It's probably identical. If anything, they probably added more sugar because. Yeah, I think it's it's just a little bit more lemony limey. But other than that, delicious. So thank you, Starry, for being a part of this journey. And if you liked that or hated it, either way, uh, make sure to give us a five star review wherever (laughs) you listen. And uh, really, uh, we've we've seen a lot of uh, really cool traction these last couple of weeks. We're actually again, uh, we kind of fluxed for a little bit there, but we're number one when you just type in Grays on Apple podcasts we come up right to the top uh everyone has really been digging on kung fu fighting i think that's been a a big big fan favorite i don't know if that was like uh if you know a lot of your friends who that's one of their favorite episodes but apparently that's been a a really big one so far and uh yeah give us a five-star review there write something super sweet to us we'll read it live on air and then if you have a one second hit that five-star button on spotify too so apple podcasts and spotify especially your two biggest streaming platforms if you're listening on either one of those right now give us a five-star review click that button and kelki over to you my dear sweet sweet friend Thank you so much, Carmen. Um, I guess what I could do is pull up my notes and be prepared in any way for this podcast that we are doing. But why do that when we can also cut to another ad about Starry? I'm just like, I was just looking at the things because I think today is our highest day of streams ever. So I was distracted by that. Anyways, now you're going to go get distracted by it. This is the seventh episode of the fourth season. It is the 68th episode overall. Now this episode is called physical attraction dot 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 chemical reaction my sources tell me aka the internet that this is not a single song title but rather two song titles so there's physical attraction and that's a song and then there's chemical reaction which is a different song yes to prove that i am correct and that george and izzy have no chemistry they wanted to title it both of them together so Ah, yes, because this is all about George and Izzy. Everything's always about George and Izzy not having physical attraction or chemical. Uh, yeah, whatever. Okay, maybe this episode has something to do with what you were saying, but that doesn't mean that I'm any less right about how right I am. It literally uh, proves that you are only right about being wrong. <laughs> Uh, my brain is broken. I can't comprehend that. Uh, okay. So I'm going to start with the second one first, uh, chemical reaction, because it's impossible this song is impossible to find. Yes. Although I will say it, uh, 
is off of the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 uh, Hedgehog Heaven album. So this is a game. Okay, so this was released March 9th, 2005. I I have an official release date for that. Uh, But Chemical Reaction is by the uh, Snyder Man. And I'm going to pull up uh, some stats real quick about Snyder Man just so you guys can have it. So uh, let's see. Where did that go? I had it. I had it. If I can't find it in the next. (laughs) Yeah. In the next four seconds, then I'm going to. Okay. All right. Well, I don't have a ton of information on it anyways, but the the link is gone. But uh, this person, this artist does have some stuff on uh, SoundCloud and there's other just music that you could find out there. And uh, oh, here we go. Okay. Snyder Man. Spotify as well. You could search. Uh, This person has like their whole their own station. So there's clearly people out there who are enjoying their music. But the other song, a lot more information on this is by the one and only Madonna. Uh, this song, uh, physical attraction came from the album self-titled Madonna. Uh, it was released in uh, July 27th, 1983, and it was a part of a reissue in 1985. Uh, obviously it did so well. It was very popular. Madonna, everyone knows Madonna. She's very, you know, maybe a little bit popular. She's kind of famous. She doesn't look anything like she does uh, now. Um, you know that's the risk of plastic surgery, folks. Uh, hey, so don't that's don't not do it. The point. It's okay, the point. you should do plastic surgery if you want it. Okay, but only if Doctor Mark Sloan is doing it for you. I mean, you should get a good doctor to do it. But like, if you get yes. there's surgery that's gonna make you feel better, then fucking do it. Who gives a yeah. shit? That's fine. You only that's live fair. once. I am not gonna tell anyone who to what not do with your. What the fuck did I just say? I'm not going to tell anyone what to do with what they do in their lives. Anyway, so the album itself, the the song didn't have a lot of charting, but it did have um, a pretty pretty solid reception globally as an album. So the album reached as high as uh, number one in the U.S. top video cassette billboards. Um, I don't know what exactly that means, but it reached number one in the video cassettes. So I'm assuming maybe it was their music video for that. Uh, but I don't really have a full understanding of that. But it did reach number 25 in the U.S. Hot 200. And it reached number uh, two uh, in the U.K. It also reached as high as uh, number, uh, nope, nope. number eight in France, number seven in uh, the Netherlands, and then number 10 in Australia. So it did have quite a bit of international uh, acclaim, but the song itself did not have a lot to it. Uh, other notable songs on this potential album are uh, Holiday and uh, Lucky Star, Borderline, and Burning Up. Those are other uh, singles from the album. So with that... I will let you guys know that neither of these songs made it to a Carmen's download, but uh, I would say that the Madonna one I've, I've heard before. My dad, coincidentally enough, is a big Madonna fan. He likes he likes her music. Um, I think he's actually seen her live once, uh, once uh, way back in the day. So with that, I will turn it back over to you, Kelsey, with uh, oh, Kelsey. Just started with... chewing. So sorry. <laughs> uh, what are you eating over there, Kelsey? But it's not candy. It's exclusively candy. 
<laughs> Hershey Kisses with almonds. Ugh. Chocolate with just a little bit of crunch. This is, maybe this is a hot take, but I don't think that nuts belong in desserts. They don't belong in candy. They don't belong in desserts. They just don't. I love almonds. I put them, I like have a bowl of chocolate ice cream and just put a handful of almonds in them. Here's what's great about almonds. If you put it in chocolate, I can lie to myself and say that it's healthy. Fair. So there you go. Plus, I just like a little crunch. So, you know, just like a good little crunch. Mm. I'm having you know? a, a nut-free homemade banana bread with some chalky chips in there. Oh, nom, oh, nom, 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 I nom, made nom, banana nom. bread last week. It was delicious. Anyways, okay, so this episode... Written by Tony Phelan and Joan Rader, who we have seen many times before. Directed by our good friend Jeff Melman. It aired November 8th, 2007 to 9.5 million views. So up a little bit from last week. Um, Before I do the Netflix synopsis, I wanted to note that um, this aired November 8th. And I believe it was November either the 3rd or the 5th that the writer's writer's strike began. So I was doing some research on this today and I think potentially we might do like a Patreon episode where we kind of get into the details of what happened with the writer's strike in 2007 because it went from November to February. It was insane too. Like mm -hmm. like every one of my favorite shows were affected. Yeah. I mean like basically all of Hollywood was at a standstill. It cost it. It was like a hundred days. It cost billions of dollars in the entertainment industry. Um, Personally, as someone who has like worked in the arts, uh, I think it was necessary. Um, But again, we might do a different episode, like a bonus content episode, kind of delving into that uh, because there was a lot when I looked into it. But it does kind of obviously alter the season as there are only 17 episodes in this season, as opposed to the typical like 21, 24 range of what's normally on network television. So... It went like this week was November 8th. And then the next week there were four more weeks in the winter season. Then they had their winter break. Then they came back for like one episode in January. And then they were out of episodes until like April. So it's just a wonky season. Obviously it ended up fine because now they are on about to start season 19 one week from the day that this comes out. So that's wild. Did you ever watch the TV show Heroes? No. Save the cheerleader, save the world. Yes, that's exactly it. That's the whole plot of the show. And actually, it's so it's a really good show. It's got um, Hayden Minatier, uh, Milo, Venta. Jess Be- Mariano. Yes, that's the <laughs> one. Uh, a lot a lot of big, big name actor, actors in the show. But uh, anyway, so that one was the biggest one for me that was affected. And we'll, we'll dig more into it on Patreon. But that was one where their writer's strike was in the last season of the show that it would have been in. Mm-hmm. So they condensed it and it was terrible. Like n- the show was good, but the ending where they, they ended up with this big cliffhanger. I think they almost didn't get renewed, but they came back with a fourth season and the fourth season was just dick sweat, just wrung out dick sweat from a rag. Uh, still good because comparatively to a show that never existed, it's very impressive. But anyways, 
If you liked Heroes, let me know because I also really liked the show and I, th- I thought it deserved way more. But the writers that did do it, they, they did a good job. I think it was just, you know, obviously something different. But anyways, this is a Grey's Anatomy show. Good Recap. job. Okay, the Netflix synopsis is George and Izzy test their romantic chemistry and Derek asks for more than a physical connection with Meredith. He doesn't and they don't Does, have Yeah, so he, no, he doesn't. So <laughs> that's my response to Netflix. Who's so, doing this? Who's doing the Netflix? I truly synopsis? would love to know. If you know, let me know because I have endless questions. And we'd like to throw our hat in the ring to to redo all of the Grey's Anatomy Netflix synopsis. Okay, synopsis. Synopsis is a completely different word. You do this all the time. Synapsis is Netflix. like the, synapsis is like the thing that fires in your brain that like tells your body to be alive synopsis is the summary of a thing hold on let me do they some are Googling here. literally different words <laughs> like i don't under for all the medical shows you watch i don't understand how you can say synapsis as though it is not hold something on, in your brain on. that fires so i'm just pronouncing it wrong synapsis wrong no synapse is the transmission. Okay. But, but so I'm just pronouncing synopsis wrong. It's not synapsis. Synapsis is not the transmission of, it says a synapse allows the nerve cell to transmit information past the signal to another cell around it. And the plural of that would be synapses. Okay. (laughs) So we can both agree that you're wrong. That I'm correct. Both ways. I'm right. You're wrong. It's okay. Synopsis, if that helps you and your little pleb mind have to understand that almonds don't belong in Hershey's kisses. All it does <laughs> is confirm that I am the most correct. No, it does not. Okay, you know what? This podcast is over. We're no longer Bye. a partnership. Bye. And we'll see you all in the never one. Okay. Um, so first we'll recap this episode before we recap the episode. Um in this episode, George and Izzy, first of all, this episode was weird because I feel like a lot of episodes, it kind of takes place over just one day, maybe two days. This one, just like there kept being new days. It was like a lot I of days, notice which that. is very, yeah. it, it, which is like fine, but it's atypical for Grays. Um, it's just not what we're used to. But it also further murkies the water of whatever time. <laughs> How time works in this place. Because on on one hand, you've got Callie, whose surgeries just lasted the entire time. She was just in surgery. But then there were other storylines that, like, George and Izzy had sex over multiple days. Like but Callie was just in surgery, like, for one day. So time was also working different character-to-character arc, which I thought. Yeah. Maybe that was different for me. And I had a weird... But I actually had a note on that. I was like, this is just... What is happening with this timing? Yeah, it was just a it was just different than a regular episode. Um I think it's not like cr- super crazy, like crazier things have happened like Izzy and Denny. Um but it wasn't it was just weird cuz it wasn't a normal Grey's situation. Wait, pause before we go any farther. I want to take a second and shout you out. Oh, thank you. Uh you made amazing Valentine's Day cards <laughs> Thank you. on Instagram. If you <laughs> don't follow our Instagram, go to at Gray's Academy Pod on Instagram. Uh, Kelsey made some really great Gray's Anatomy themed uh, 
like like the, uh, like Valentine's paint. cards that you would <laughs> like yeah that you would <laughs> like I mean, they were really paint. like they, yeah like, I was trying to make them not great because it was funnier to me yeah it was very funny but one you you put a, a Denny on there and it, the title the, the caption was you make my heart stop <laughs> and it was just so funny and I shared it on my Instagram story and shout out to uh, uh, my new friend and I think a new fan of the show named Layla uh, she goes. This is hilarious, but this is way too out of pocket with all these like a thousand smiley face emojis. So just want to shout you out, Kelsey. Great work on that. It made a lot of people laugh and brought a lot of uh, platonic uh, joy to people who don't have Valentine's on Valentine's Day. And also also platonic joy who do have Valentine's. It's true. It's true. We can all have it. Everyone deserves the joy. We can all have all the way. Um, Okay, so... Yes, weird timelines. Um, so yeah, Izzy and George have like sex a lot and it's all terrible. Um, Izzy and Alex have patients that are annoying. Um, Bailey is spends like most of this episode just covering for Callie. Um, because as much as I love Callie, she's doing a bad job at being chief resident. And so she just kind of pawns it off on Bailey. And oh, the chief and Derek have like a weird living situation. Mark decides he has a crush on Han. Han is being a poo-poo head to Christina. Um, there's a really sad situation with a mom and a baby and a like a new adopted baby and a dad. And what were the other? Was that all the patients? So there's there's the kid who eats the marbles. Oh yeah, Brian, the dumb. Yep. Well, the kid whose parents won't stop fighting. Yep. And then we have uh, the guy who won't crap, who, uh, warning, oh, I don't want to spoil it, but he's, uh, <laughs> we know him from things. Uh, I yes. personally know him from uh, Psych. He plays Woody, who is the coroner from Psych. He can't, he can't poop. There is the lady who uh, gets plastic surgery for a facelift. The kid who eats the marbles, which I already talked about. And uh, yeah, the lady who came in with the baby, she fell down the stairs. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of arc around... Lexi and Meredith uh, handling just a lot of things. We'll, we'll, we'll dig into it, but I'm trying to think of what we can say specifically to help jog everyone's memory. Oh, and we get a visit from an old friend at the end of this episode. Um, Chief of Staff uh, Cyrus Bean mm-hmm. and... Uh, the drunkenest. The drunkenest the dr- Bean. The absolute drunkest. And... Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all of it. I think we got all of the points of the episode. So which which storyline do you want to start with? Um, well, let's go over the how they recapped it, first of all. Um, they recapped it that Lexi and Alex slept together. Derek and Meredith are still sleeping together, but not together. Bailey's been helping Callie previously. Han has been being mean to Christina. Richard moved on to Derek's land. And Izzy and George have decided to have sex after they didn't have sex. So let's start, let's just start with Izzy and George, because I've just been waiting for this episode to roll around and vindicate me an entire episode dedicated to proving me correct that they have no sexual chemistry. Hold on. Hold on. I'm eating banana bread. Hold on. (laughs) Having no chemistry and having no sexual chemistry are two very different things. And I want to point that out. They don't have relationship chemistry. That is not true. It literally is true. No, it's not. Okay. Did you watch this episode? I don't understand. 
Yes, I watched the episode. There's a di- okay, but hold on, hold on, because you're just having sexual chemistry does not define relationship chemistry, and it also does not define chemistry. You and I have chemistry when it comes to this podcast. You and I, I would venture to say, and also we will never find out, we do not have sexual chemistry. No, we okay? we definitely don't, and we never would. Exactly. Ever in the world. We have, we have high five chemistry, we have <laughs> podcast chemistry, and yes. we have the exact same kind of shade chemistry on a lot of things. That is but true. that's, I think that George and Izzy make a good couple. They clearly very much care about each other. They said all these very sweet things to Meredith about each other. They have chemistry. They like each other. The sex just wasn't right. Those are two very different things. Then why from the beginning have you been like, they have chemistry, they're going to sleep together? Because chemistry... In that sense of two single people leads to smushing booties. It doesn't. They have and chemistry. You're just backtracking now because you know. No, that I'm, I'm not. Right. I'm just this telling you that you said to thing. you never once this in the entire is the last. Same oh thing my that just gosh! Happened with synopsis. In the last, in the last four <laughs> seasons, you have not once said that they don't have sexual chemistry. You just said they don't have chemistry. They have chemistry. They just don't have sexual chemistry. Very different things. And then, then why did you keep saying they were going to have sex? Because they have chemistry. <laughs> I hate him. What I is happening? I just like, <laughs> I'm on like four hours of sleep. So this is going to be really fun for me. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't disagree. Clearly they don't have, I'm going to go on record and say, guys, they don't have sexual chemistry. I will agree with that statement. I feel like and you could have told me that from day one, and I think I would. Have we can find you. an episode where you say that they have sexual chemistry, and it probably wouldn't be that. I hard. said there's sexual tension. How is that different? Because How can oh you have my, sexual I don't have tension without sexual chemistry. That makes be, no sense. Two people wanting to have sex with each other is sexual tension. Two people having bad sex together is bad sexual chemistry. I just don't think you would have sex. Have you watched uh, How to Get Away with Murder? No, you watch I'm unfamiliar. <laughs> yeah. What does Annalise always say? Be specific. The law is specific. What? She says be specific? The law is specific. Okay. I am explicitly being specific. Explicitly being specific and telling <laughs> I'm you. Explicitly expliciting. That's explicit. <laughs> I am specific. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is great. This is everything is perfect. Okay. So we've established... That they don't that have right. good <laughs> sex with each other. We've established that we're both right, and mostly I'm right. Never has that happened in the world. 99% okay. me being right, 1% you being right. Okay, so, all right, so, my thoughts. Okay. Just first off, I don't understand how sex can be so bad if they care that much about each other. <laughs> I almost just said because they don't have any chemistry. <laughs> I knew it. I so was really like, actually was egging like, you on. I was like, I can't say it because it's just going to be the same conversation for an hour and a half. Like <laughs> we will continue this to talk at each other in a fucking circle and, and nothing will be resolved. But like, I mean, I but in life in life, I don't understand that. I, I don't actually also understand the concept of bad sex. Here's the thing. And this is not anything positive about their characters. Like their characters, but also like the character of their characters. It feels to me like it was quote unquote good sex the first time because it was like dirty because it was forbidden. 
that's how it's coming like a, off. Like a taboo kind of thing. Right. That's like how it seems. I'm like, okay, so you're just like, you only wanted it because like, oh, it was new. I haven't had this. This is new and fun. And now I feel something different that I haven't felt in a long time. So it must be worth destroying a marriage. I don't know why, but I got a lot of, uh, what's, what's the, the song from Beauty and the Beast? Must blah, be blah. something there that isn't there before. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, anyways, I don't know why when you said that, I was like, ooh, I feel like that song should be playing in the background. Yeah, um, it's how it feels I agree, to though. me. I, I agree. I think you're spot on. Um, I mean, and George even says, like, better be worth it. <laughs> it's not. No, it's because not. He's, say- he's saying better be worth it in response to the fact that they have waited. But I think the subtext of that is better be worth destroying this marriage, which like, okay, realistically speaking, had he and Izzy not slept together, would him and Callie have stayed together and worked? No. In my opinion, no. I, I, I don't even think it would be infidelity that would have broken them up. I think it would have just been like realizing that he was just looking for a way to hide from processing the grief of losing his father. And Callie was trying to be there and didn't want to hurt more by saying no. So I don't think they were destined to be together, infidelity or not. Yeah, I, I actually do agree with you. I think that it would have been a little bit of a longer relationship. I also don't think that Callie would have ever brought up kids if she didn't feel a lot of that emotional distress and like yeah. uh, um, pressure from the uh, the external factors mm-hmm. in, in that scenario. So I don't think that they have a kid weighing them down. But yeah, they, their relationship lasts longer, but it's not happy. It's not healthy. The whole relationship started from a place of weakness with George losing his dad, obviously. So, you know, yeah. that's not it's not a good place to start. But I agree with you. I think that it was it was destined to not succeed from day one. But what would have been the catalyst is very different from them sleeping together to how it ultimately would have ended. So, yeah, yeah. I agree. So all that to say um, they wouldn't have ended up together. However, that doesn't make what George and Izzy did good. Right. Um, so yes, was it worth the wait? Was it worth the marriage? No to both. <laughs> so they start having, they start off very like immediately post sex. They're looking around all unsure and they're like, was that bad? It was bad, right? Yes, it was bad. Let's do it again immediately. Not like, let's take a minute and communicate with each other and kind of get to the root of maybe why it was bad, but just, let's just do it again. And with no communicate, that's like, they keep talking about that. It was bad, but they don't try and talk about why this whole episode. And even later when is, when they're like, Oh, let's try other things. They're, they're not even really just like when Izzy has like, Oh, I have the box of fun, but like, don't look at it until we're trashed. That's not helpful. And then what yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, I would love to hear your theory about what the fantasy is. Uh, I don't know. I have a, <laughs> I have a skewed, perception of what tv show fantasies are because in scrubs the main one of the main characters elliot had a lot of like apple orchard themed sexual fantasies like very specific yes like and i don't know if that was sarah chalk's uh like actually that's that's an actual fantasy that they thought that's so funny and quirky. We're putting it in the show. Hope you're okay with that. Or if some writer in the room was like, how about apple orchards? Uh, because there's one episode where she, uh, (laughs) she, the fantasy is, uh, she gets kidnapped by one of the workers who works on the apple orchard farm. 
And that's her okay. sexual fantasy. That's so I don't know. I was trying to think of what could be so bad that Izzy Stevens uh, and and George O'Malley end up where she's in a bathroom on the floor, completely petrified, and he has to pop in through the window and go like, it's okay, I think. Yeah, he's in the shower, and she's on the floor outside of the shower. And I was like, what was the Oh, role he's in the playing? shower? Yeah. Oh, I misread that whole thing. Uh, I thought that she was in the, like, he swung through the bathroom window. No, he's sitting in the bathtub. Okay. Like, they have one I, of those I, slidey doors. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on what it is? Or has I there been a blog I was, about... I I was literally like, what? How did we end up here? Like, because they're like, oh, I'll do anything you want to try. Like, how about a fantasy? Like, he, they're just trying to spice it up, not be so vanilla all the time. Which, like, let me say before we get into this episode, like, no kink shame, shaming. Like... I truly like, I don't, I just don't want either of us to make some kind of offhand comment that seems like we're kink shaming because we're not like, we don't care. Obviously Carmen specifically is very pro everyone have sex all the time. And I'm just very pro like communicate with your partner, your intimacy needs, both physical and emotional. And then like all is hopefully well. Yes. And make Um, sure that it's consensual. All I am pro pro consensual sex. 100% of the time. Um, yes. So yeah, I was like, how are you, what were you trying to wash him? Like, are you like a nurse, like giving a sponge bath? How have you chipped a tooth? Like, what was the situation that, and now we can never discuss it ever again. Like, I don't know. It was bizarre. Yeah. Cause it also, I'm led to believe that that particular, uh, fantasy involved no toys, nothing. Yeah, I don't because there's not, think so. They didn't have the box of props until later. Exactly. Like, there's no no fish hooks in the butt. There's nothing like mm-hmm. that. There's no BDSM stuff happening. Like, there's not... I, I just, they, just there like, was There was no context. There was no yeah, context like, at was all. Was your fantasy shower sex and it just went bad? Like, that's, that's stupid. <laughs> like, that's just dumb. You know what really revs my engine? <laughs> Getting dirty while we get clean. Nice. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It was just a bizarre situation. And then when George is talking to Meredith and he says that and Izzy is trying to be like porn, but doing a bad job. And then Izzy's complaint is that George is bad at kissing. He's just like. Yeah, which again, if you're in a good place with your partner you should be able to communicate like, Hey, I don't love it when you do this. That like, doesn't really do anything for me. And they should be able to not take offense to that and then be like, okay, cool. So like, what do you like? So if you aren't even in a place where you can say, Hey, I don't like X, Y, and Z, then yeah, your sex is going to be bad. Yeah. It also, so here's the thing. It's coming from a place of, again, they both clearly care about each other because they have chemistry but they have you, you have this <laughs> <laughs> they they have george has this line where he's like not that izzy's a porno because she's not she's an angel <laughs> it's cute and she says that she clearly and they like they they say to other people that they love each other and it's like even when they're at the table and meredith is like this is like not sibling puppy love this is like real the real deal and they say yes so 
you would think to your point, and I know probably we should talk about a different topic on this. We could talk about <laughs> sex all day long. Uh, and that's what the people want. People want us to talk about sex. It's great. It's fine. Uh, but I just have a hard time understanding why they wouldn't just communicate. Like, yeah, George just left his marriage to be with Izzy. Yeah. He's invested. He cares. The thing she is, cares. it seems like they're not invested. Like they think that they, they're just going to be in a relationship now and like, they're not going to do put anything into it. They're just going to be, and everything's going to fine, be fine. I, I that's agree. Kind I of how that's how it a, feels. Yeah. That's, that's probably the best observation. She, I mean, what did she have it. to do with Denny? Nothing. She just was there and he was just dying. So I don't really know. It's just like a super weird, it just plays out weird. I mean, I like how it plays out because like, obviously they cannot be together. Like that's just so dumb. <laughs> like, it's the dumbest thing that they're even like attempting to act like they're going to be together. I'm officially predicting that George and Izzy get married in the next episode. Amazing. I love that for both of us. Yeah. That and wouldn't Denny's be far ghost off than what is the with, officiant with uh, Callie. Denny's ghost shows up. Cool. Denny's ghost is the officiant. And Bert comes back and says, <laughs> Christina, I need you. And My then hand. Han and Mark are just fucking in the background. Wow, this is a great prediction. Did you get all that down, Alicia? That That's going to be all in the official prediction worksheet. <laughs> and Weber falls off a balcony and just yells, Alice, my pants! <laughs> Alice, my pants! And then that's is there. He's drunk. Uh, <laughs> just absolutely wrecked. Drunk again. Um, yeah, all right. So... Anything else on the Izzy and George shenanigans? No, nothing specifically right now. There may be crossover uh, later on in the episode that I'm reminded of. But in general, I I feel bad for them because at the end, they're like, oh, it was so good. This was better than that first time. Yeah. And then they're like, you, you lying. lying. You lying. And they're like, oh, no, you got me. We're both lying. This is great. Uh, but they, they're just putting too much pressure on it. And uh, either they break up or they learn how to have sex. But even if they don't have sexual chemistry, they do have relationship chemistry. They definitely have acting chemistry. Which is what I've been saying all along. It's not. (laughs) Verbatim. what you've been saying. Um, Anything you want to add to this? Um, I don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Together or both? Just everything about them. Uh. You know, less I'm I'm disliking George less currently on his own. I'm still not loving Izzy on her own. I but I do despise them together. I don't love them together, but I want them to have good sex. Okay. And also, okay, question. Are they getting to a point where they're both orgasming, or is just George getting there and Izzy isn't? Maybe because neither if you of both- them are orgasming. Carmen's brain has broken. <laughs> I don't understand. Yes. Then why, Correct. if they if neither of them orgasm, then why would the sex stop? Because it's that bad. Oh gosh! You'd be like, this is so bad. I'm literally not even gonna come. I can't even understand. I cannot. I just can't wrap my head around that. I just can't. <laughs> That's anyways. Yeah. But luckily for me, every time I have sex is the best sex of my entire life. And it's just gets better every time. <laughs> wow. That's so lucky for you. Lucky for me. Uh, all right. Next storyline. What do you say we talk about my favorite storyline on this entire show? 
Mark and Mark. Dr. Han. Yes. What were your feelings on Mark today? I love it. This is a great episode for Mark. This is such a good Mark episode. I love He's it. And so, like, if he would have been introduced like this, he would have been one of my favorite characters all this time. But he's, he's still a dick. He's still obviously a douchebag to, to interns. But this is a great Mark episode. This is. And I love his little moments with Christina because that's not a duo we get to see very often. Yes. Um, And I, I especially love at the end. So this episode, Mark um, arbitrarily decides that he's attracted to Erica Hahn because she has like um, a little bit of attitude. And I guess that's all it takes for him. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, more power. Well, he did. Lo- he, 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 he loved Addison. Loved me. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So he is like spending the whole episode being like, "Oh my god, I, I'm in, I'm in love with Erica Hahn. Look at her go. Look at those hands. Look at that surgery skills. Mm, toasty, delightful. So uh, it's really funny. And I love at the end when he finally approaches her about it. And she's like, you don't want me. You're only attracted to me. You're attracted to my skill and my confidence. And you're attracted to me because I'm not attracted to you. Which I love that call out that she's like, yeah. I mean, obviously look at him. Like he's used to everyone Everyone he wants wanting him back. That's what he's used to. So it's, it is also nice to have like a realistic moment of someone being like, "Mm, not for me. Yeah. And it's not like Han's not unattractive. So even if he was the, if she wasn't sassy, I think still there's a chance they get together and they bone and they have consensual love making. Bing, 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 bong, bong, bong. Do it. Is Everyone your, go fuck. Is that your sex sound? Because I hate that. Is that is now. Bing, 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 bong, bong, bong. Sex attack. Oh, I'm uh, so sorry, Jessica. <laughs> Best sex we ever have every single time. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's it's funny. And even the first time uh, she goes in and she's just changing the OR lineup and he's like, oh, she's sassy. <laughs> and Mar- uh, Derek is like, she's a woman of substance. You two don't have anything in common. Yeah. It's just so funny. It's so good. Um, also, another another great Derek and Mark episode. And I yes. love that we're just, we're just swimming past their the fact that their friendship was over because he broke up the marriage. We're just zooming right on past it and pretending that never happened. We've just come for full circle and we're back to being besties. Which I think was a prediction of mine. I said, I, I think I predicted that they'd be friends again. So put another yeah. win in the Carmen column. I definitely think you did. I just think there's no, um, like, path that we watched them get here one day he Derek was like maybe we'll be friends again but not today and then the next episode they were friends again well it was it was the next day he said not today <laughs> he said nothing about tomorrow <laughs> so. and maybe another time uh now <laughs> now's the yeah. time uh but yeah there's there's uh, I, th- I think we could just loop in the Mark and Christina storyline with this too this is just the Mark the Mark part of the episode I I like that he kind of is a sounding board for Christina in a little bit of this mm-hmm. um, about ortho specifically. It's very yeah. <laughs> when they both just kind of are like, it's carpentry. Like they <laughs> that both was just hilarious. Like, yeah, like fucking trash. Uh, so, but yeah, there, there was a really, there was a really cool scene. I, I would really like the writers to dig more into some of their dynamic. And I'm not saying that Christina shouldn't be in cardiothoracic. I, I not saying that she should be in, plastics but 
Mark could be a good mentor in a lot of ways that Christina needs it. Mm -hmm. Because while Mark is a dick, he's very good with his patience for the most part. Mm -hmm. Save for that one episode where he kind of blinks and Bailey steps in and helps answer the tension, right? Christina doesn't have all that thought through. And she doesn't really have that mentor who is willing to connect with her and pour into that because also up until this point, Bailey wasn't the chief resident. Right. So she lost some of that mentor and Bailey was the only one to this point pushing her to be a good bedside manner patient. Derek was pushing her to be a good teacher. Teacher. Mark, I think could push her to be a more well-rounded surgeon. I, um, I liked his comparison uh, and being like plastics isn't just about facelifts. And also like, even if it is, that's still like a lot of finesse and technique. Otherwise, I mean like in the first episode we meet Mark, he's literally suturing his own face and they're all commenting on the fact that he's suturing his own face. And it's like super hot that he's doing that. So I think there is, I actually forgot um, about that. So thank you. Merit to the fact that like plastics is, very tedious work. Yeah. And it's, I, I could be wrong, but I think Christina has actually mentioned that that's what she liked about cardio cardio is, is, is it's, there is a lot of finesse. There's a lot of very minute details. There's very intricate stitching that you need to worry mm-hmm. about. So the fact that you have another, uh, what did, uh, Bailey call it? Another, um, I don't, I need the, more. Th- another, the specific, the, sp- the specific specialty. Area. Specialty. Yes. Thank you. I don't <laughs> know why that was so hard for me. Uh, there's another specialty that can offer the things that she likes about cardio while not being mm-hmm. in cardio. But then she has that line of like, but it's not a heart. It's yeah. Not a fucking beating ass heart. Yeah. It's not the thing that literally keeps a human being alive, which like, it doesn't surprise me that that's what she would be into because it is, without the heart functioning it doesn't matter what your face looks like or if your brain is working like it doesn't matter because your heart isn't beating and that's the thing that is keeping you alive and that tracks to christina's like personality like that is what she's gonna want in my opinion no i think i think it's a great it's a great uh, observation about her character and what she wants uh the last thing i have about mark that i like about this particular piece is um Number one, Han walks in and she's like, hey, can you tell me what that is? And he like says, oh, yeah, it's a surgery, blah, blah, blah. And, he, and she goes, no, no, that's me taking OR2 from you. And <laughs> yeah, but that's, he actually like knows what it is. Like, yeah. good on you, Mark. Yeah, and that was very impressive because obviously you, you he's a smart guy. Yeah. And then he walks up and he um, he's in the elevator with Derek and he goes, I'm a man of substance, damn it. <laughs> like, it's just Bless funny. Him. He's just sipping he's on his coffee. His yeah. So it's it's really funny. I like uh overall their storyline is really good. Anything else that you want to talk about with their storyline or anything else that you want to talk about with the the Christina and Mark storyline because I may have missed something about the Christina and Mark conversations. Um no, I think obviously they were like watching for different reasons. Like he was leering at Han and she was leering at the surgery. Um but I think it was just nice to see them together cuz it's not a pairing we we get very often and I appreciate that. Like to yes. mix it up a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. 
All right, what's next on the list for us to talk about? You you pick uh, next. Let's just go into Christina because um, there's a lot to unpack. This is a, a honestly kind of a big Christine episode, even though it's like not like low an episode key. about Christina. Yeah. Um, you want to start? So we'll start uh, with the fact she's painting Burke's walls, and I love the fact that she's like I'm painting them red like blood. <laughs> um, <laughs> subtle, delightful. real subtle, Christina. Just right to the point. Red like blood. Happy color. I um, think is the way she described it. She's a happy color. Red. Like blood. Like blood. Um, so. And she genuinely means that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, Which is that's, hilarious. That's her happy place. Fucking bright red. Um, so she thinks that she's got to um, a chance to get on cardio because Callie is living with her. And I guess she's probably expressed that she really wants to be back on cardio. So Callie makes a schedule. So she scheduled her to Han. And then Han, I feel like this is when I get what I'm remembering about when I didn't like Han that much. We're not told a reason that she doesn't like Christina, but she, and it's not even like you and I have both worked with many, many human beings, many, and, many, many. Um, I can speak for myself and I would go out to say um, the majority of the people I worked with, I didn't like, I didn't hate them, but I didn't like them. And I, was never this mean to any of them. Like you still work with them because like it's your job and, and it wasn't even my job to teach them. She's her job is actually to work with not even just like be in the same vicinity, but like work hand in hand with, so to speak this person. And she's actively choosing not to do it. And the reason is I don't like her. Yeah. And that's shitty because this isn't even just like, I mean, this is Christina's career. Yeah, there's ripple effects. And I effects, feel like this is why life. I remembered hating Han so much. Because I was like, man, I really remember not liking her. And I couldn't, it wasn't playing out why. And um, in this episode, I'm like, we're not given a reason. It's dumb. Yeah, it's, so my my beef with that scene in general is, you're going to get time with Meredith. You're going to get on her rotation. And if you wanted that, you could go to the chief resident and say, hey, I saw that you put Christina on. I'll do what I can. I'll teach her today. But moving forward, I, I want to test, you know, uh, Meredith's mom was really good. I want to see what I want to see what she's got in the tank, you know, and maybe this is asking for some spoilers here, but are we going to get any explanation? Are we going to see a resolution to why Han and Christina don't, why she doesn't like her? Or is it, are we right now we're led to believe that it's just because she, like called her out a little bit and was like, why are you being an a-hole? Which but even before that, she was like, I'm not going to teach you because you only sleep with your teachers, which like came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's fair. I forgot about that. Okay. Cause this probably would have been after she would have known about the Burke thing, but no one would have known about the Colin Marlowe thing until she showed up. He showed up at the hospital and then word travels. She yeah. probably could have looked past it to the Burke thing because they're actually in a relationship and they were getting married. But then it's two, two is a pattern in her mind, I guess, if, if that's the assumption, mm -hmm. if that's the leap that we're as listeners supposed to be making. Yeah. It's super weird. Um, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, I guess. So I'm not going to get the answer to my question. No, I'm not going to give you spoilies. Okay. Also, every time you text me, oh, my fuck, or oh, my God, or like anything in all caps, I'm like, oh, my God, he saw a spoiler. And then it's just like a video of someone falling off of something. 
<laughs> like classic, classic Carmen. Uh, all right. Anything else with Christina that you want to talk about? Because there there Literally, was a lot yes, in this. So much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's keep going. Okay. So she goes to Bailey's covering for Callie, and she goes to Bailey, and Bailey's like, "Pick a new specialty." And I'll be honest, I like medium didn't remember this episode all i really remembered was that george and izzy like had bad sex i really didn't remember much else about this episode probably because i was like i'm not gonna watch them have all this bad sex so i probably skipped it in a lot of rewatches um but so i didn't super remember it so when bailey's like pick a new specialty i was like hold the fucking phone what did she just say and then later on in the episode when she explains to richard like oh by not having it, it's going to give her more fight to make sure she really wants it. I was like, I understand now that it's been explained, but that's still a reach for me. Like, I don't like that logic. You just need to like, to me, it's more important to just say, Hey, you're going to be a great cardio surgeon. We're going to make sure you have the best cardio education you can have. However, to have the best cardio education, you have to have a fully rounded understanding of everything else that a surgeon yeah. will be doing, because yes. you will probably be working hand in hand with other people in certain scenarios. And you need to understand what they're going to be doing and how it is going to affect you and how you are going to affect them. That to me is a better explanation than go go do other things so that you'll remember how much you like this thing. What? That's like, it's just bad career advice. There's just, yeah. a, there's just a valid reason that just no one's saying. Go I mean, take she's, that entry she's a level first year resident. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, like, go, go work on the carts outside in the middle of winter. So you can remember how much you hate being out in the carts in the middle of winter. It's not. Yeah. It, I, I agreed. And that we'll get to that end scene because I think there's a lot that I want to talk about with Bailey in this episode. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. The reasoning didn't make sense. And in my head, I'm just like, just take this time where Han doesn't want you to go and learn other stuff. And then yeah. eventually you will be back on that rotation. You'll get yeah. there. I mean, it's fair for her to be like, she's fucking with my career and I want to learn. And but it's also fair for them to be like, you'll get a turn. Not right now. Like, yeah. I just I don't understand. It was just weird when Bailey was like, oh, you have to pick a new specialty. What? No, it's also worth noting that she's not even completed with her first year outside of her internship. Yeah. And she's already done how many world renowned surgeries with Burke that mm-hmm. you wouldn't have gotten in your first, what, maybe five, six years of being out of your internship. So she's yeah. already got way more experience. She's just, you, she's gotten that taste. So everything else is a letdown to her. Yeah. Well, and I think the experience with Burke made her feel like she deserves all this cardio stuff. Does that make sense? Like, she's yeah. like, well, I've already done X, Y, and Z, so... I shouldn't have to jump through these hoops that everyone else has to do. Like I know that everyone knows I can do it. Everyone knows I'm great, which like obviously is a flaw and incorrect. Like she should still have to learn everything else and, and be well-rounded and everything. Also, doesn't Han literally say one, one amount of time under Burke makes you better than like X amount of people or set you up for X amount. If you can have one percentage of of whatever he does. So Han already has admitted that she's really skilled. 
Yeah, and that he was. An I just remembered teacher. that. Yeah. yeah, that was in like the first episode we met her. I think it was definitely like one of the first. Like, obviously, Burke was still there. It was early, early on in like season two or something. Okay, you know what? I may be forming a bit of uh, a resentment towards Erica Hahn. I may be uh, slowly turning a corner into you're you're mean. You're a mean girl, or what do they call like, her? You're rude. <laughs> um. Yeah. Something and rude. Not petty. Pushy, pushy and rude. Maybe. Um, so yeah, if you remove the Christina of it all, I have nothing against Han's character. Like I like her. I think it's compelling to watch another strong female character, um, written the way that she's written. And I also, what I like about the show is you can have a lot of strong female characters, but they're not all like a stereotypical strong few. Like they're all strong in different ways. If that makes sense. Like, Addison is a strong female character, but she's wildly different than Callie, who's wildly different than Han, who's so different than Christina. Like, they're all different, and I I just really like that about the show. Um, But yeah, if you remove their relationship, I really don't have any issue with her. Like, I don't think she's... Like, yeah, maybe she's a little pushy, but, like, so are a lot of people. Like, they're surgeons. Like, it's part of what you're going to expect. They have big egos. Yeah, it's part of their character traits that make them successful. Right. So I don't think that's like a character flaw necessarily in this line of work um, or a medical show. Like it's something you're just going to see a lot of. Um, Anyways. So yeah, Christina is kind of just on the outside looking in for a lot of this case with Han and Meredith is on the case with Han. So so Christina is jealous and just a lot of watching and, and like, she's acknowledging that Han is great. Like, she wants to work under her because she is a, a brilliant heart surgeon. Like if Han was garbage, I don't think Christine would be like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'll go teach myself somewhere else. But like, she knows she has things to learn from Han. So I don't know. It's just like a lot of circling around and it just doesn't make any sense. I wouldn't mind the storyline so much. I mean, I probably still wouldn't like it, but like, like if there was a solid reason, I mean, Bailey offhand says, Oh, Han says you don't have chemistry. It doesn't fucking matter at all like imagine being in high school and a teacher being like yeah i'm not gonna teach you geometry because like i don't like you you and i just don't have chemistry good luck on your sats (laughs) like no that's not how it works yeah yeah it's uh and just imagine even if we pause reality for a second and that's how the professional world worked like in in real professional you get a job you you're qualified for it You've done that job somewhere else. And then a new manager comes in and is like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Just don't, don't like I, you very much. So yeah. We just I'm don't just vibe. Gonna, this is the end of the line for you. Yeah. So no I'm going to avoid career. you. No more and I'm movement. Not gonna, I'm going to take you off my schedule. So. Yeah. No, thanks. Uh, let's see. Anything? Keep keep going. You're, you're on the Christina bandwagon. Anything else you want to talk about with her? Damn, you know I love Christina. Um, I, I don't think so i think that's really i think i hit everything with her if not i'm sure we'll circle back but she does get a good line with so that when her and callie are interacting and she's like hey uh why did you say i need another specialty and she's like i don't have i have no no idea what you're talking about she's like bailey literally said that and callie's like oh yeah totally totally uh yeah um and christina said i just need to get in on surgery even if it's ortho and then which there's I that love. pause, which <laughs> I love. Uh, that was that was a funny line from Christina. It gets a little bit of comedy, some comedic timing. Also, Callie, you listen to your music in that OR way too loud. Way, 
Way well, it's because she's got those drills going. It's gonna be loud because she's got like bone saws fucking running. Yeah, and then that I, who who comes in and they're looking for Christina. Is it Mark is looking for Christina? And then she's like, "I gotta get out of here. It's terrible." Who comes in? Bailey. Bailey. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 You right. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about some patience? Yeah. Let's. Uh, Pick one. Before we do that. I'm going to take a quick second to let our sponsors talk to us about some stuff. And uh, that okay with you, my friend? Yes, please. All right. Sponsors, tell us everything you want us to know, what we should buy and spend our money on right now. Do it. Do it. Wow. And we're back. We <laughs> are back. Incredible products. Amazing. So good. Or none. Or there's no products. Or incredible <laughs> silence. Who's to say? Yeah, either way. Life is a highway. Life is a highway. A wise um, person once told me that the Rascal Flats didn't write that song. They did. They did. It's true. Um, uh, also, since we're stopped, we'll go ahead and take a brief pause for everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Sorry, I had to add on. I'm very I tired. Love it. That's great. Just came from the depths of my soul. Mm. Uh, we have four in this episode. We have... Three gentlemen and one lady. All right. First one that I know for sure is Jerry, who plays yes. Woody and Psych, and he is CIA director Osborne from Scandal. Correct. And spoiler alert, skip this by 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it. Yo, that shit is wild. He was yeah. a, it was a fake suicide, but he's not a suicide. Mm-hmm. Wow. This show is getting bonkers. Yeah, we're going to have to do a Patreon on this soon. Fuck. Uh, it's yeah. so good. Just so good. Um, so that's sidebar. <laughs> when David Rosen is in with Billy Chambers? Hello. With the Cytron card? Fuck Billy Chambers. Oh, yo. my gosh. Anyways. All right. Back to Grey's, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Um, the second guy is the dad of the Marble Boy. Yes. Um, the third guy is Marble Boy. Marble Boy. No. Damn it. All right, I'm done. Okay, so we have Jerry, the man who can't poop. Don, the dad of Marble Boy. Sean Brotherton, the guy of the adopted daughter. Ah, damn it. And Teresa, his wife. Okay. So we have, we'll start with her. Teresa Brotherton is her name in that show. Her name in real life. There's a good chance I'm going to mispronounce it. I tried very hard to find a pronunciation and could not. It is, I believe, Inuka Okuma. She is of Nigerian descent. Um, she was in an episode of How to Get Away with Murder. I I don't remember her. I don't know if I remember looked her. it up so that I could be like, oh, it was this episode, and now I'm not remembering. Um, so yes, Kurt Fuller uh, is the gentleman who Carmen already mentioned is in Scandal, and do you know how many episodes you've seen with him? Uh, he's he's dead. Okay, okay, cool. I just wanted to verify before I like said that. <laughs> um, yes, so he's yeah, in yeah, four he's, episodes of Scandal. He's dead, yeah. Um. So, yes, uh, David Burke 
Don, the dad of the Marvel boy. Marble boy was in one episode of How to Get Away with Murder and one episode of Private Practice. And then Sean Brotherton was played by Rockmond Dunbar, which is an amazing name. Rockmond. Like Rockmond Dunbar. Incredible. He was also in an episode of Private Practice. So we got to get into Private Practice because... There's a crossover episode this season, so we're going to have to sort this out soon. Yeah, and I'm we're running out of time because uh, I'm going to be getting back to work soon, and I my <laughs> free time is going to be gone, so yeah. Oh, that's who she is. She's Nate's wife. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so she's yeah, only yeah. in okay. one episode, and she's, like, in a hospital bed with, like, I think she has, like, a scarf on her head because she has yes. cancer, I believe. That's yes. what she dies from. Um, but, yeah, she's Nate's wife in, in How to Get Away with Murder. Oh yeah, Nate's wife, so, man. I was like, Nate, I know I what a this up. what a sad story Nate had. <laughs> what a right? roller coaster, <laughs> man. From the first time we meet to the last time we see him, what a journey. All right, do you want to talk about Marble Boy? Yeah, let's start with Marble Boy. Okay, so Brian is eight, and he comes into the, I, I think it's either the ER or the clinic, wherever George is, and he's swallowed a marble, and his parents are concerned for him, but not concerned enough to shut the fuck up. So they are fighting. <laughs> yeah. um, he's swallowed a marble, clearly, for attention, and he's like, you said if we went to the hospital, I could have whatever I want. I would like you to get a divorce. He's This marble is fine. All they have to do is wait for him to poop it out. They're like... No, don't you want a puppy? And the mom's like, what the fuck? Like, that's not, don't offer that. We're, it's not, we're not getting him a puppy. So it's awkward. Unpleasant. Also, kids are fucking, I mean, I know that this is a written show, but like, that's, that's some shit kids would do. Kids yeah. are smart and maniacal and they know what's going on. They see yeah. what's happening. Also, like at this point, divorce is no longer like, I mean, obviously no one gets married and is like, I hope I get divorced. But in the reality of the world, divorce is not the taboo now that it used to be. And it's not like, oh, you got married. You're going to suffer through it, even if you're both miserable and hate each other and making your kid's life miserable. It's like you can just co-parent and probably result like probably yield much better children than what will happen if you, quote, stay together for the kids and just continue to scream at each other all the time. Nice Blink-182 reference there. Stay together for the kids. Didn't know that's what that was, but you're welcome. <laughs> There's a Blink-182 song titled Stay Together for the Kids. I believe you. Um, <laughs> I would so, know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just feel like it's not. So that's another reason why I feel like I've seen this in other shows where kids say to their parents, man, you guys just get a divorce or something. Yeah, like you're not doing me any favors, tropey. mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, but then there, so I didn't, I didn't fully understand. So he only, he said that he ate one marble or did George never ask? Did he just say, no, what did he you said eat? he ate one marble, the marble he poops out and then comes back and he's like, I ate more marbles. And the mom's like, or the dad says, I thought you took all the marble marbles away. And she says, I did. So she did in fact, take away all the marbles. What she did not take away was tiny round magnets. And yeah. that is what he eats the second time. So he comes back and has eaten these tiny little marble marbles of ma magnet death. And they're like tearing to so that they can be together in mar mar marble love. Yeah, that's um, they're tearing through the just shredding his internal organs to, to that they can be together. That's terrifying. Also, imagine if if no one knows that. 
he has eaten magnets and they put him in like the MRI machine. Yes. Thank you. Like that's immediately where my mind was. I was like, holy shit. If they like didn't know it was marbles and they put him in the MRI, like what would happen? Would they rip out of his innards like and come through yes. his stomach? Yes. I think that's what would happen. Yeah. We does. There was, wasn't there an episode of house where something like that happened and there was like metal in them and they didn't know. I thought there was an episode of house like that, but yeah, like crazy. And George only sees that because the kid pops one out, like just and drops one up. Uh, yeah, I, that was messed up. I thought he was going to die. I thought that kid was for sure. Fucking toast. Um, I, and I feel like there's, we don't really get resolution on it. Like when they're in surgery, George is like, Oh yeah, they said they're going to fight less. And Bailey's like, well, that's probably not enough. Which is correct, but like I like, are they going to get divorced? Or I didn't I don't think they are. Yeah, and then you have this weird scene where the mom starts to justify it, like, oh, and then yeah, she's like, he, maybe we should break up. We we hate each other. I don't know though. The baggage like, just piled ooh. up, so let's just keep going. My baby cried a lot, and my husband got fired. Like I just don't, I don't understand. How, Get us from point A to B. I have a colicky baby. I don't, that's not going to be an argument for me on why a marriage is going to fall apart. Like right. I'm running on four hours of sleep and my marriage is doing okay. So, and you have a podcast <laughs> and I have a great podcast. Great podcast. Yeah. I mean, parents, I just think like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no you, you please. I'm just going to say like, if you're just, I just don't think it's right to blame a baby because you're like if you're going into having a child with the assumption that like my life will be able to continue in silence and I will be well rested, like just, you should probably assume that your baby's going to cry. At that least should, once. That should be your assumption. This baby will cry enough to disrupt my normalcy. Yeah. I, I was going to say something very along the, the same effects of that is parents. They're, they're always good at pointing out. Oh yeah. I acknowledge that's a problem. I think parents are pretty good at that. I think overall parents can acknowledge that there's a problem. There's never the second step of trying <laughs> to fix it or take ownership or mm-hmm. saying, you know what? You're right. This is insurmountable. Let's call it quits. <laughs> Life is okay. And the kid is divorce. Isn't great or easy at all. And you're talking to two hosts on this podcast. Who've seen very different versions of divorce. Mm-hmm. I would say your parents do co-parent in a lot of ways that is very healthy my parents do not uh well, my parents don't really have to co-parent because uh emily and i were both fully grown adults when they got divorced so i guess i mean that's fair but i'm thinking like okay I mean, at, they com- at scarlet's they, they birthday party things. they were in the yeah, same yeah, room yeah. they were yes together. they communicate when necessary yeah. yes yeah and it's fine that's and that's to me that's the version of co-parenting for you I in see. your lives right now yes co-parenting obviously for this little kid would look very different yeah uh you know but okay anyways uh anything else with little marble boy um i'm glad he didn't die yes that would have been a bummer we already had a bummer this episode so what? i'm glad he, we didn't oh, have yeah. another uh, bummer yeah we did have a bummer this episode do you want to talk about the bummer yeah. right now yeah we'll talk about the bummer poor so poor christina's mama. in the er and this woman comes in and she's like I fell down the stairs with my baby and she hit her head and she was crying and now she's not crying. Like, please help me. 
Um, I'm, she's freaking out, which is totally understandable. Like this was absolutely me. It kind of still is. I'm low key, a tiny bit more chill, but still pretty not chill about my baby. Um, but I was definitely way more not chill when it came, um, the first time around. So I would say, so she comes in, she's panicking. They, Christina is like, thank God, because she's, first of all, she's already bitter that she's been shunned to the ER to quote unquote, pick a new specialty. So she's down in the ER woman runs in. Also, the woman is like scratched up on her face, but it looks like a cat has scratched her. So I don't understand how that wound is from her stairs unless her stairs are like unfinished wood. But that's beside the point. But so the baby's not crying, but Christina and Lexi take the baby. They listen. She's got a heartbeat, but she's unresponsive or lethargic or something or another. So they're like, okay, so we're going to take her to the trauma room and we're going to page Shepard and see what's up. And the woman's like, please help my baby again, not judgment. Like I would absolutely be in the same place. I would have probably escalated and called nine one one from my home because I would have been that level of panic. So, um, she's hugging Christina and she's Christina's like, can you please stop hugging me so I can care for your child? And then of course she passes out big drama and that I believe that's like what leads up to the title card. Yeah. Um, and I think this is the first time that we've seen like talking through the title card. She's like, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, get, get a crash card. She yeah. has no heartbeat. No heartbeat. Yeah. No heartbeat. No pulse. She totally, mm-hmm. she's boom, just, she just lines. dies. Yeah. Like she just is fine. And then she dies. Like, I guess again, it's, it's, we've talked about it with other cases. Adrenaline is like running, running, running. And you're like, Oh, it's going to be fine. I can die now. Yeah. Um, I I think she has a good line too, though, where she's t- talking to the interns. Which, by the way, the interns get no love these last two episodes. There's yeah. other than Lexi, the interns don't exist. There basically. are no interns. Well, George, George. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Zing. Uh, so, but she says, yeah, ER can be a candy store, and it can also strip you of your will to live. Yes, and that's just very funny. Very funny, Christina line. Can you? I can't even imagine falling with a baby down the stairs is one of my truest, truest fears. Now that I'm a parent. Same. Like, like I don't I wear socks. Terrified. Down the it's I'm terrified on my stairs. I was terrified at Michael's parents house. Like in Florida, we had no stairs. A lot of things I hated about that house, but that was a good thing when Scarlett was born. Like there were yeah, no stairs yeah. for me to fall down. Um, but I would have different fears with Scarlett. Like I would be walking into the kitchen and I was like, Oh my God, what if I like, turned too soon and like smacked her head on the counter. It was not good. Like I was so petrified of everything. I'm when Scarlett was born, like it was bad news bears. Um, that's, I feel like that's for the record, pretty normal with a new yeah. baby because I also, there's a lot of like, Oh my gosh, what if I don't feed her enough? Or what if I feed her too much? Or what if I drop her? What if I yeah. pick her up too quick? I don't know anything, but anyway, so, so go on. There's, there's a lot yeah. of stuff. So as first for sure. Parent. Especially like, I do think, um, just in the terminology of like postpartum in general, your hormones are like going insane. So it's just like, everything is like horrendously terrifying. And then also you're like, and I'll probably just cry thinking about like sneezing on the baby. I don't know. It's like a wild, it's a wild time. Um, uh, so this is, this situation is different. Um, this, this couple has adopted this child and I am by no means saying that that is like a lesser scenario. Like to me, that's like a whole different set of like hurdles to jump over i mean like when you're pregnant and like preparing for it it's like you you're pregnant and there's like kind of a time frame obviously like 
you don't know for sure when the baby's going to come unless you have like a scheduled C-section. And even then it's questionable. Um, but like adoption journeys just look so different for everyone. And you can think, 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 oh, this is it. I'm getting a child and it can fall through or you can think I haven't been picked. And then you can like out of nowhere be picked. So uh, those journeys look so different for everyone. So they're different, but not neither is lesser than the other. So just right. want to clarify that. Yes. Um, especially with like the storyline that this dad goes through. So that's my opinion before we move forward. Yeah. Um, so they've adopted this child. She's so cute. And she's just a cute little nugget. Um, they've just adopted her a week ago. I feel like, do we ever get an explanation on what the hell is happening? Like why this woman is dying? There's no. just like holes in her. Like, does she just have bad lungs and now her heart is going bad? I guess unless it has something to do with the fall down the stairs but there's That's no clarity like, on that i i was like did she fall and when she fell she like a rib punctured her lungs right like I, it was kind of i i it was just like muddled to me she passes out and then we come back and christina just has tubes in her chest and she's like blood is splurting everywhere and she's like got a collapsed lung and the other one's punctured and there's just holes in her heart and her lungs and there's air. I don't even know. Um, hemorrhaging, hematomas, all kinds of craziness. But yeah, I don't feel like there was a um, concrete diagnosis as to why any of that was occurring. Maybe there was and both of us missed it. Who knows? It's possible. Um, if we anyways. did, send us a quick <laughs> message at Grey's Academy Pod. So, yeah, she is down for the count. Like she's immediately like has to be in emergency surgery. Things are bad 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 times um so the husband gets there and derek's like hey so your baby looks great but we are going to keep her overnight for observation and he's like i actually don't care i'm really worried about my wife um so that's not great. i i had a lot of weird vibes about the dad <laughs> in the beginning my knee-jerk re- and i don't know if it was like the way that lexi's face was that was leading me to believe that something is under the surface or something's not quite as it seems. But I, I for a second thought that he was like, I don't care about the baby. I was like, Oh shit. Did he push her down the stairs? Like, did he, was there some sort of domestic violence thing? And that led to it. And he just wants to make sure that she lives like what? So I I don't know. So that was weird for me. Um, But the dad storyline, it was roller coastery. He was all over the place. Uh, And also, how much time does Lexi have that she was able to just be with him the whole time? This whole episode. That's she was saying. with the dad. <laughs> well, okay, what, the interns aren't getting any assignments for anybody. So I like, guess. What else are they going to do? At Christina's one point, she's just, sitting, just leering in the gallery yeah. at surgeries. So. She, like, at one point, Lexi's just holding the baby. And then she spends 30 minutes trekking this baby to and from a dad who doesn't want to see the baby. And then she sits <laughs> out in the waiting room during the surgery. Doing nothing, not learning, <laughs> not surgering, nothing. <laughs> surgering. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't have a huge problem with that because if you think about it, like in the first three seasons, the interns were just always like sitting in the hallway. At least she's trying to like convince a man to be a parent. Also, I didn't like get weird vibes from the dad because of the way this, the, the actor played it and the way it was written, I think, but I think he could have played it multiple ways, but the way he played it was a genuine, like, I just don't have, like, I want to love this baby. And I want, I'm just not there yet. Like I, 
like he intended to get there with his wife and this was going to be his happy and forever. But like in this moment, like he, he's not there and now he's potentially going to, and ultimately watch his wife die. And he doesn't, it's, I don't think he was ever in a spot where he was like, this isn't what I want, but the reality of had he been alone. Yeah. That's not what he would have picked. And all of a sudden that's what's going to be happening. So I didn't ever think like, oh, he didn't really want this or like, oh, he's shady or anything. It was because I think he played it well. He was like, I understand that like, this is not how I'm supposed to be feeling, but this is how I feel. Also, when he's like, this baby deserves parents and not just me by myself, which ultimately like he can be fine for this baby on his own. And I believe that he would end up being that um by the end of the episode but it definitely is a roller coaster for him and a journey um and obviously i cannot imagine having to go through any of that situation yeah number one it was weird for me as well sidebar that uh they adopted this baby and it didn't have a name that was kind of strange to me they're waiting to see because this is not a newborn yeah this is not a newborn. This baby's like months old. It's like, it's, it's basically a full ass adult at this point. <laughs> I mean, th- maybe I'm supposed to believe it's a newborn. Um, but I don't. So. Or, or oh. say something along the lines of this is her name. This is her birth name, mm-hmm. but my wife and I want to give it some time to see what name comes to us for her adopted name or something to that effect. Uh, the second thing is to your point about the the adoptive process. I I am I am someone who definitely believes that an adopted child can be and should be loved by a parent as much as a biologically birthed child. I think we're both yes. in agreement on that. Yes. Coming from this actor's perspective, and I think even trying to put back fifteen years in you know back in time. I think there definitely was more of a stigma around I the adoption the, uh, an adopted child is different than that biological kid, and I think that's a generational thing, because even talking to some of the adults in uh, Jessica and Mai's life, when we say that we are open to adoption someday, and this was even like going back before we had Marlo, oh well you'll you'll you know you'll never love it like your own kid. And we're like, okay, first off, fuck you. Shut up. Yeah. That's, and that's why you shouldn't adopt. Yeah. And I'm, and I, and some of my closest friends are adopted kids growing up and having their own kids. Like there's nothing, there's, there's, there's no difference. It's a choice you make as the person. Correct. The only thing that I could have understand for this guy's arc is if he was like, I adopted, I went through with the adoption because I wanted to, I love my wife so much and she wanted to be a parent and we couldn't get pregnant. And like he, he, if there would have been some explanation there, I could have understood his arc more, especially when he was like, if my wife doesn't make it, I can't keep this kid. Uh, but ultimately he gets to that point. What's the cute thing? They go like, I know five things about this kid. I love that's, it. And yeah. That's five things. No one else knows or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Which That's is like a really cute. great scene, and obviously it sparks a different side conversation with Lexi and Meredith, which is very mm-hmm. nice, and we'll get to that later. But yeah, no, I can. I, the point of what I'm saying is, I can understand where he's coming from, and I can understand in the context even of that day and age in 2007, and it's easy for us to look back on that. But 
I don't know. It was just a really, it was a cool arc in general for this guy. And I, and I actually thought that it was very well written, but there was a lot of those beginning things where I was like, okay, something's off. Something is off, but I get that it's more nerves as time goes yeah. on, which was nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, um, and his wife is dying for gosh when, sakes. At what point did you know that the wife was going to die? Uh, when the lung, when they, when they put the air on the lung and it was, it had a hole in it again. Okay. Cause I feel like as soon as he goes, yeah, I can't keep this baby. If my wife dies, you're like, well, she's for sure going to die. <laughs> I I feel like maybe I can't remember exactly where it was, but I, when they saw the bubble come through the, the, the lung I mean, that's again, like, yeah, that's like right. Before that's right she before dies. she dies. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know because I, this show, it'll throw you for a loop. Yeah, Guys will when explode. Rosie died? <laughs> when what? Ruthie. When it was when Ruthie died. Yeah. <laughs> she broke her foot and then died. Remember when <laughs> Susan got hiccups and died? Like, what the yeah. fuck? This show doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, and remember when the parachuter just needed to have his appendix taken out? Yeah. It's, you know, it doesn't make sense. But uh, we've seen people die from worse we've seen people come back from worse so yeah um so yeah for me it's kind of one of those like it's one of those things in medical shows where when a doctor looks at the family and they're like i promise she'll be fine you're like well for sure she's gonna die yeah yeah it's like an movie where the parents are like we'll see you tomorrow you're like well you're for sure gonna die um anything else on this family's it's uh, a bummer that she died but i did like when he obviously when he comes back when um, he left, I oh. thought he was gone. <laughs> Just uh, bye. I'm like, I don't think that's how that works, man. There's paperwork. Yeah, I'm like, he just grabs his jacket baby, and leaves. Like, you still have to like deal with your wife's death. <laughs> oh gosh, that was crazy. And it, I'm glad he comes back. But I was like, damn, bro, you're gone. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a wild time. Um. So let's discuss uh, Lexi and Alex and then Lexi and Meredith or all together because it's kind of all one cumulative storyline. Before we do that, should we just real talk, uh, real talk, real Real quick. (laughs) Let's real talk real quick about uh, plastic face, plastic surgery face lady and then guy who can't crap. (laughs) Yeah, we can do that. (laughs) Because they end up with a storyline that I saw coming a mile away. They had sex. Delightful. Um, So, yeah, Alex has a patient who had some kind of bowel situation and he can't leave until he poops, which is like actually pretty common. Very common. uh, With any abdomen abdomen procedures and surgeries, they're like, you cannot leave until you have pooped. Um, Basically anything where they touch on your bowels. uh, Obviously, it makes sense because you don't want to go home and then like have a compacted bowel and die. Yeah. Or have be leaking poo into your internal systems and go into sepsis and septic shock and die. What a um, shitty way to die. <laughs> literally. Yes. Um, so, yeah, he's very upset that he can't die. He's also, I like when he says, I've had a terrible life, but through everything, I've always been able to poop like crap, like clockwork. <laughs> and I, you've taken that away from me and I want it back. Hilarious. Um, yeah. There's also uh, at one point is a little bit of a throwaway line, but Alex was like, I gave you a lot of laxatives. laxatives. <laughs> I thought he was going to die as well. I thought 
He's like, man, I got I, everyone was going to die. I really everyone except uh, the plastic surgery lady. I thought she's going to be fine. Uh, but man, when he was like, I gave you a lot of laxatives. You should have pooped by now. I was like, oh, no, he's going to literally explode. He's <laughs> his colon's going to turn into a bomb. <laughs> oh, colon so is, is nature's bomb. So oh. good. Um, so, yeah, this is it's funny. Also, though. There's a couple times in this episode where I'm like, it it sucks that this is on ABC and they can't curse because like the reality of an adult having these conversations, like that person would say shit. And like when Lexi says, screw you to Meredith, like she would say, fuck you. Like it's just, but they can't say it cause it's on cable television. Right. Right. Um, so I don't know. There's just, especially like when ha- the number of times that man said crap, I'm like, all right, this is not how adults talk. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, would some, be it is shit. how some adults talk. Like, it's fine if you don't curse. I know a lot of people that don't curse, like Carmen's wife, like Jessica, <laughs> yeah, like my best friend in the entire world, Jessica. Um, but it's just sometimes I'm like, all right, this person, this person in reality would just be saying shit even to a doctor. Like, yeah. Um. So and then plastic surgery lady. He's really mad and they Alex is like I don't know what to do like I can't give him any more laxatives or I'll turn his colon into a bomb. And so <laughs> Izzy is having similar issues with the plastic surgery woman and she's like she refuses to get out of her bed and walk around which I don't I'm not a doctor so I don't know the science of like we can't discharge her until she walks around cuz she had a facelift like that doesn't super track for me but the, it's whatever. Um so then that's when Bailey steps back in and she's like, put them together and they'll like annoy each other until they're discharged. And it's successful. Kind of. They annoy each other into sex. <laughs> so Which is how all great relationships start. That is true. Uh, for me, at least. So, um, yeah. It, it, I will say when, they move them together and one of them says, I don't think this is legal. I'm like, yeah, that's that I would be throwing a fit if I was either one of them. Yeah. It doesn't track it. It also, I guess if there was a bed shortage, if there was like a emergency, but there was no emergency, nothing was emergent about this situation. Uh, but it is interesting because the plastic surgery lady has a very interesting relationship with, Izzy that doesn't really go anywhere. She just kind yeah. of is like, oh, you're worried she about She just something. insults her all the time. She's yeah. like, you're getting, she literally says, you're getting uglier by the minute. Yeah. Like, dang. What? That's mean. We're not going to circle back to the episode and give you a chance to redeem yourself? Like, no, you just have sex and you leave. Like, that, something more needed to happen for that, I think, in that episode. But anyways, those are our yeah. patients. That's it. Yeah. But I knew they were going to have sex. I knew it. The second they put them in the room together, I said, they're going to bone. They're going to do it. Yeah. <sighs> um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's pretty much it on that. Um, although it's also confusing because Han comes and takes the OR away from Sloan, but then the woman still has a facelift the next day. So that was confusing to me. Just like a seemed like a plot hole. Um, well, time means he just did it right in the room. He did, he did yeah, it right there. Right, I forgot. I forgot. Um, it's just a face. You don't need a sterile environment. Yeah. Yeah. It's just her face. There's no finesse. It's the human, the human face. 
A human face is like a dog's mouth. It's an antibacterial oh. in itself. <laughs> um, uh, excuse me. Podcast burp. Um, so yes. What did I say? We're, oh, Lexi so and we Alex got Lexi and, and Alex and the Meredith thing. Uh, and then, so yeah, let's talk about those three together and then we can end with any other Bailey's, thoughts, Bailey's redemption, Bailey's, Bailey's and Weber's redemption. And then, uh, any other th- final thoughts? So yeah, let's, let's start with the, uh, Lexi, Alex, Meredith. So at first Meredith tells Alex, like, it's fine if you sleep with her, just don't do it at my house. And then like out of nowhere makes like a hard left turn. And is like, you're not even allowed to look at her. Don't share oxygen. And it's like, okay, can You've got to chill. Like, I understand the whole, like, the concept of you is, like, not what I want to deal with at work and, like, all this stuff. But it's it just, like, these episodes, this storyline in these episodes feels out of order. Because, like, she hates her, then she doesn't. Then she hates her, then she doesn't. Then she hates her, then she's okay with her, then she hates her. It's just, like, a lot of back and forth. And the there's no clear like line of how we're getting to any of these places. It's really confusing. And we've mentioned it in other episodes. It just feels like they're out of order or we're like missing stories or something. It's also, it's easy for us as the viewers to be confused. But when in the middle of the episode, Alex is like, why the fuck do you care? Yeah. What's going on? Either care or don't care. Yeah. Like don't say that you don't care and then throw a big fucking fit about it. Which, good on you, Alex, but it's also just yeah, a weird... Yeah, I love that moment for him. Yeah, but it, it is true. She she doesn't pick a lane. We we feel like she turns a corner, and then we're completely back to square one. And it's not even her fault. And Meredith, Meredith is not... For all the things that she is, in this show, they don't write her as dumb or naive. Yeah. They, they write her as... Emotionally cold, stunted. Emotionally stunted, yes. Uh but not dumb, not naive. And to only put that blame on Lexi and not Alex was unfair. Yeah. In retrospect, we, we have that hindsight as viewers, but I like where they ended. We get there in a very kind of all over the place kind of way, very messy way, but it's unreciprocated. It's well, it's worth noting poor little Lexi. I'm like, again, when I originally watched this show, I remember like being super annoyed with Lexi all of the time. And now I'm like, why, why was I annoyed with her? She's really okay right now. Maybe something will happen that I'm forgetting about. Actually, I'm kind of remembering something that's going to happen. That's I'm going to be like, tell me, tell me, tell me. She explodes. Uh, how annoying <laughs> how annoying <laughs> like every day she just keeps coming in and exploding everywhere it's very messy um so yeah i just was like and it it's weird because it's not like i've ever been a huge meredith stand so i'm not like oh, i'm so on meredith's side which <laughs> meredith doesn't even have a side meredith's side is that her parents the adults in her life when she was young fucked her over and now she's trying to take it out on another adult who did nothing wrong that's Meredith's side. So she's still wrong. Go to therapy. Yeah. Go to therapy um, <laughs> with Christina. Both of you. Please. Go get some therapy. Become, get, get healed. Um, so, yeah. But I really appreciate the moment of Alex calling her out and being like, you know, you keep saying you don't care, but it's not how you're acting. Um, and then uh, I, I liked the moment 
I mean, I didn't, it's a shitty moment. The moment where the, the guy, the husband is like, Dr. Gray, are you guys sisters? And Lexi is the one that says, no, we just have the same name. Like she's, she knows that's what Meredith wants to say, but Meredith doesn't want to say it, even though she wants to say it, if that makes sense. So she's like, I'll take, I'll do it. I'll like show her that I'm like trying to respect her boundaries, even though her boundaries are shitty and insane. Um, Yeah. It's, and and I do want to be clear, uh, clear on this. If it, it depends on how you define the word sister, right? If you define yeah. the word sister by blood, they're sisters. It's yes, they're sisters. And if you define the word sister by someone that you have shared life experience with that knows you intimately, they're not. And the problem is, is that Lexi's looking through it as blood and Meredith's looking through it as shared life experiences. So they're not even talking the same language. And that's the thing when it comes to a lot of breakdowns in communication in general, like you're not saying the same things. And that's just what they need to talk about. They need, and, and Meredith clearly wants some sort of connection, whether she's looking for a familial connection or not, is to be seen. It seems like she's saying no, but her actions are speaking otherwise. But she's acknowledged that there's a lot of distanced, cold feelings in her life that she's trying to process through with Derek that I think mm-hmm. ultimately will, will, will overflow into her and Lexi's relationship. And she knows that, but she's mm-hmm. refusing to go towards that light. But I think it's worth noting that you need to dis- you need to define what the word sister means because they're both saying the same thing, but they're meaning two very different things. Also, though, um, on the sister note, well, you have to remember that they're coming to it from different life experiences because Meredith is an only child and Lexi actually has a sister. Right. So, right. yes, in Lexi's head, like, oh, we're just sisters because we're family. Meredith being an only child has like nothing to attach that word to anything. So she's going to be like, no, we're not. We, I don't know. You're a stranger. Um, so yeah, the, I think that's just worth mentioning within this whole shenanigans. Um, but yes, obviously it boils down to like communication, but also expectations. Like I, I am on Lexi's side, but like she came into this expecting that Meredith would just be like, oh my God, the sister from a family my dad chose over me. That's so amazing. I, I would love to be your best friend. Like that's naive on her part to think that. Um, Agreed. Not going to fight you on that. I agree with you on that completely. Yeah. Uh, however, Meredith need not be so heinously aggressive about her distaste for her. When again, she has not done anything wrong. It is truly erroneous. (laughs) Yes. Um, so him and Lexi keep boning. That's yeah. the moral of the story. <laughs> and good good for them. You know, yeah. even if it is nothing and if there's no relationship that comes from it, again, consensual sex is good sex. And neither of them are in a relationship. The Ava thing is just who the fuck knows what she's doing. I know you know. <laughs> and all you listeners out there, you know what's going on. But me, as a first-time viewer, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Is she dead? Is she gone? Is she coming back? Who knows? I don't I don't know. Does she get into another fairy accident? I don't know. Um, <laughs> does another pylon fall on her and does Alex save her again? Uh, I don't know. But the thing that really sucks about this episode is the end. When Alex drives Lexi home and just a completely sloshed Thatcher is like, I'm going to get in the car and drive, and who fucking cares? Yeah, did you see that coming at all? 
No, I did not see. I didn't expect for her to still live at home with her family, and I did not expect. And maybe she said it, and I just forgot about it, but I did not expect to see Thatcher. Also, the way that he acted in that scene was not Thatcher-esque. That was Cyrus Bean acting. Well, okay. Let's think about the last time we saw Thatcher. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I understand the, the things that yeah. have gone through, but now that, because I've only seen small bits of Thatcher and he's a bumbling mm-hmm. buffoon. When yes. I see Cyrus Bean, he's a dickhead all the time yes. for the most part. And when he dropped his keys, it had a Cyrus Bean facial expression where he's like, right. <laughs> and walks away. You couldn't see my facial expression because this is a podcast, but <laughs> you did. Uh, but do you get what I'm saying? Like, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Great acting. And well, she doesn't really live with her family. She just lives with him because she was meant to be in Boston, I think. Um, and obviously when Susan died, she came back. Molly, her sister is like away because she probably lives on some army base because her husband's in the, in the army. Right, right. Right. And so it's just the two of them. Again, that's probably never her plan. So she, I mean, if you think back to the beginning of the first season, George says like, Oh, I really need to find somewhere to live. So I'm not living with my parents anymore. So it could just be that like, that's like a common thing and it's all like right out of med school. Like that's not the priority and whatever. Um, it's a good point. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously he's trashed, sloshed. His life has ruined because his wife has died and he had to hit Meredith in the face about it. And it's just like a disaster all of the time. So yeah, it's a bummer. Um, I, I do want to call out because I don't want to miss it. When Alex goes to Meredith and is like, I'm not going to sleep with her anymore. And then Meredith is like, I appreciate that. Can you take her home? Like she, she is kind of seeing that she maybe overreacted, but she sees that Lexi is in a place like after Lexi has told her the five things she sees that Lexi is in a place of needing someone. So she's like, can you take her home? Cause like she's drunk, take her home, please. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously how Alex ends up being there for Thatcher. Yeah. Um, good, good guy, Alex moment again yeah. um, with the Thatcher thing too. Yeah, he's like, what do you need? Scotch, vodka, gin, whatever, whatever it is he says. He's like, I'll go get it. And then uh, Lexi's when, like, just please don't tell Meredith. Yeah, that's like such a sad thing. She's like, just it's please very don't sad. tell her. The sad thing is, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. It's sad, obviously, well, for I'm a number of reasons, like, but what were you going to say? I'm like, yeah, I don't know what Meredith would, that Meredith would necessarily do anything if she knew but Lexi just doesn't want her to know. But I'm like, she did have a mildly working relationship with Thatcher before everything went down. So it is, I it's, I'm like, is it an embarrassment thing? Do you think Meredith is going to be like, we have to send our dad to rehab? Like what is Lexi's thought process of what would happen if Meredith knew? That's my question. Yeah, it's a good question. And I also was thinking along the lines of that, there's a, there was a line in one of the episodes that Meredith says, that's not like the dad that you have is yeah, not the dad. I knew. the same dad. Yeah. And I think we're at a point now where Lexi could say that I don't even have the same dad. Yeah. She now sees how people could have different experiences with the same person. Exactly. So I think that that's going to be a big point of what's going to drive them together to, to relate more. I don't know that Meredith is going to see Thatcher drunk like that and just waste it out of his mind. But I think that something along those lines could lead to Lexi opening up to Meredith more or Meredith being receptive to it. Uh, There was a line where 
Alex says, I'm not sleeping with you to Lexi. And he's like, yeah. I'm not choosing sides. And she's like, but you just did. Yeah. Which is true. Which is, yeah, very, very true. Like he, that I'm like, that's literally you choosing sides. Like, unfortunately he has gotten himself into a situation where any decision he makes is him choosing sides. Yes. Yes. Like there is no being Switzerland on this situation. Not anymore. At it's, least. Not it's after you have sex late. the first time. Yeah, it's done. My 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 good man, it is done. Yeah. Uh, um, with I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about with Meredith specifically. Uh, I mean, is there anything this. to mention with Derek? They're just boning and then leaving. There's like no. I really was the annoyed story with the is first not time in any way. The first time we see them in the episode, and she's like, uh she left, but she was like, you know, leave you wanting more and all of that. I'm like, but fucking why? Yeah. Why? Just, and all he wants, like, what is it that do you think you're just leaving him wanting more sex? Because you, you don't want him to want more relationship. You want him yeah. to just want the sex. It's confusing. Yeah. That was weird to me. Um, and then obviously, so we have that scene where Weber walks in and sees, the back of her naked and he's like oh yeah. man we had, we had movie night we had guys night also weber the the, the, the weber in, Derek bullshit in this episode is annoying it's annoying it's annoying it's so, that also Derek let's talk about that then let's talk about this doesn't yeah doesn't say anything like just like you can just call him out yeah and you're just letting him walk all over you and treat you like um a maid or something i don't even know well, like the, the joke becomes that they're in a relationship, which is yeah, hilarious. That is, but that joke, I'm like, that's how you treat someone in a relationship. Like that's not good either. Yeah, no, that's, uh, and we get a little bit of that closure at the end when Weber's like, oh, I yeah. married a doll out of college. Well, that's not an excuse. You, you open yeah. up some why, why you're the way that you are. doesn't excuse it. Uh, yeah. but then there's one of the things I wrote was when you guys, when, when he made the quote, the I'm gonna make him an offer I can't refuse, and they're like, "Oh, Brando," and then he says, uh, "You talking to me?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, De Niro." You just quoted the two most iconic lines in all of history. Everyone in the world, even if you haven't seen The Godfather or um, uh, I think that's Raging Bull, where De Niro Taxi. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Um, the two most iconic lines in history. You know who said those lines? Yeah, I'm like, like you. You could say those without any impression. And I would know who you're being. Exactly. <laughs> you're not and then doing when, anything cool. And when Derek was like, De Niro. And then Weber kind of made like this nod. And I'm like, guys. <laughs> what is this relationship? This isn't a trivia thing. A trivia thing is like you quote, I don't know, some fucking uh, Disney movie. I don't know. <laughs> And you don't get some it. like know. out of left field, like yeah. meet the Robinsons, like that people haven't seen. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if you quote, we're going to need a bigger boat. Okay, it's fucking Jaws. Like, we know. <laughs> but, like, that's another. That's <laughs> <laughs> I hate sand. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Yeah. So, yeah, but that was just, like, a weird thing. And he's like, um, my stain. Take my dry cleaning. How did we get here? Like, that's what I'm like. What? Yeah, what's the lead offer this at some point? And now you're just taking advantage. I mean, like, it's just, like, a weird. It's, it's. At first, it would be funny, but then they push it too far, and it's not funny anymore. And I'm like, what's the point? Because Derek doesn't kick him off his land. No, no. It just, like, is weird. 
if I have something that went to the dry cleaners stained and came back from the dry cleaners stained, that thing is stained. I'm getting something new. I'm replacing it. <laughs> yeah. I also like, you're not going to blame the person who took it to the dry cleaner. No. Blame the dry cleaner or the shirt <laughs> or myself. If I spilled on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, yeah. It's just a bizarro so storyline. I don't like it. It's annoying. Oh gosh. Well, now that we're on track to have our longest episode of all time, let's talk <laughs> about Bailey. Yes. Also, we have not even had that many tangents. That's what's wild. There's we're a lot really talking this. about this episode. Yeah. We this did have a little bit was of another a little bit longer. Like I saw the runtime on it, like with commercials was an hour and seven minutes. So it was another like last week they were like, oh, it's too long to be just one hour. But it's not like two hours. It was like an hour and five minutes. And this one is an hour and seven minutes. So I don't know if they kind of like knew the writer strike was coming. So they were like, we got to cram more shit in these episodes, guys. Oh, boy. We're, we have like bits and pieces of future episodes, but not a whole episode. And the writers are going to go on strike. So just like shove them in these other ones. I don't know. That's a, truly I'm just making an assumption. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, this episode was an hour and seven minutes. So this episode, that's why this episode is going to be two hours long, apparently. So, Bailey. So, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a sip of my starry real quick here. Oh, just kidding. Uh, yeah, so, okay. Bailey, what's what's happening with Bailey is Callie's like, I need to just fucking cut something open. I need to crack some bones, break them into dust. So, I have two back-to-back surgeries a day. Bailey, can you just do this? Help me be chief resident for me. Whatever you say goes, I'm going to go cut someone open. And it could not have gone more poorly for Callie. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, that's true. Can we jump to the end for a second and then work yes. backwards? So she's fired? Yep. She's not demoted to regular resident? I don't get um, it. Um, unclear. Is she? She is. She, Maybe is she, she in, just fired from being chief resident. But is she in the show more? Is this it? I'm is are, is Callie done? Because if she's is in the she? show more and she's working at the hospital, she wasn't fired. She was demoted. She could be fired from the job she had. To demoted to the <laughs> other job. Yeah, but like it's like how you and I were laid off, but sometimes we say we were fired. <laughs> I but guess, we were laid off. I guess but we like to say we're fired because we're dramatic. I mean, that's fair. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right. My prediction is we see Callie next episode, and she's still <laughs> at the hospital. Official okay. prediction. Good prediction. Um. Yes, Bailey. Bailey does a great job. Up. She's back to the Bailey we love and know. She's other than the whole tell Christina to pick a different specialty, which is a weird like mind game. Other than that, this is, this is who we know and love Bailey kick an ass, take a name, solve everybody's problems left and right. There is not a puzzle that cannot be solved by Miranda Bailey's beautiful brain. Um, and we love to see that, you know, from the very beginning, she's, she thrives in this scenario. Pressure. Pressure makes diamonds. Yeah. We love to see. We love to see it. So she basically every time we get uh, 
Bailey in this episode. It starts with her saying something, and they're like, what? Then she's like, look, that's Dr. Torres. My hands are tied. She said it. My, her words, not mine. Uh, and she says something. I don't remember what exactly she said to Weber, but I was like, oh, Weber's going to find out, which he does. He puts it together. Uh, yeah. But the the one scene that stands especially out is is the end, right? Where she's like, I have no idea why Dr. Torres did this, but if I had to guess, and then she lists off very specific reasons <laughs> on all these things for Weber. Very specific. And then it's like, but ask Torres, are you going to give her a heads up, dude? Before? <laughs> <laughs> you just told him like wildly specific things that she, and she probably doesn't even know any of this has happened. And then no. you send him to her. Like, can you give her like, shoot her a quick text. Hey, in oh, case gosh. in case Dr. Weber asks, this is what's going on. Oh my gosh. The the funny one was uh the the two the, the crap patient and the face patient. It's like, oh yeah, so Dr. Torres wanted two patients to get in the same room together. And Bailey was like, look, I act, ask Dr. Torres, but I think her logic might have been uh, they would annoy this each other to the point and they would, they would leave. They would, discharge, they would discharge themselves. But ask Dr. Torres. You should yeah, ask but you, her. But for sure ask her. Like, I'm just giving you my opinion, but I have no idea what her thought process was. But this could be it. It might be this super specific thought process that yeah. makes a lot of sense. And then... Um, yeah, and then he puts it all together. Yeah. And he and he like he's like, You've been doing a good job. You should have done the job in the first place. And please accept it. And she's like, Fuck yeah. Also emotions. Such a good moment for her. I love it. I'm I'm a little confused. Number one, no, okay. I'm not confused that she she gets it. She deserves it. She's earned it. I'm confused because Weber sold it to her as don't get bogged down in the minutia. Be the best surgeon you can be. And then, but then in this episode, she's doing both. She's successfully chief residenting and doing the marble boy surgery. Yes, I get it. But in theory, I would want to see a, a, a scene where Weber backtracks that, mo that more because, well, he says you clearly can do it. I should have given it to you in the first place. I want more. Okay. Well, you cannot have more. This was the episode. <laughs> it was already longer than an hour. Yeah, no, it was good though. I, I, I like it. Glad that they came full circle on that. Big fan of it. Yeah. And then her little moment of vulnerability, which like, I feel like I specifically have had lots of, um, instances at work where like I thrive on recognition and it's not even like, Oh, I want a gift. I just want the acknowledgement of like, Hey, you're doing a good job. Um, so when you like don't have that, it can really like break you down. If you're someone who really needs that, like I, one of my love languages is, um, words of affirmation. Uh, and so then when you're she doing a finally, great job. thank you so much. Um, when she finally receives that to me, it makes sense. Cause she's also kind of been like battling who she really is by kind of taking a backseat and not being the quote unquote in charge person. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I just really thought that was, especially with 
what we've seen was like two episodes ago, the Halloween one where she kind of like mentions to George that she's having issues um, with her husband, like not understanding the demands of her work. So, yeah. Good luck now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now she's got the chief resident job. Yeah. So uh, I like it. I think it's just a nice little moment between the two of them and kind of reaffirms their mentor mentee relationship and bond. And I really, we love to see it. Yeah. And then he basically sums it all up of what you do and how you do it makes this hospital work. And, uh, it's a big, obviously very big shoes to fill if, and when Bailey ever leaves the show and the hospital, uh, so yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm glad that they, that he finally did that. There was a recognition. She's earned it. Obviously we all, we both love Bailey. Uh, if you're out there and you don't like Bailey, do not Get message out. us. Like, don't <laughs> even, don't tell us why. Uh, yeah, I'm not here. There's no reason you can give me <laughs> there. Anyone on this show, I will see where you're coming from. I don't think I could look at anyone's argument of why Bailey isn't a good character and uh, and understand. Uh, you know what? Actually, no. Challenge accepted. Bring it on. Let us know why. Uh, we'll have that conversation. Healthy dialogue. But Kelky's going to yeah. be the one who sees it because I don't look at the emails. I don't yep. look at the emails. <laughs> or Instagram. Just want to reaffirm. I don't but look at I the But I might not be nice about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any any missed points that you said that you want to share and, and talk about? I know we've this is a long episode. Thank you all for sticking with us. We haven't even gotten to the rankings yet. Yeah, uh, we appreciate it. Sorry, this is long. If you like it, you're welcome. If you yeah, hate it, you're sorry. welcome. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yes. Let's. I think we hit everything important. I think so. Uh, skimming box of fun. We don't know what's in the box of fun, but it's going to be something alcohol. Insane. At least alcohol. At least alcohol. Uh, Meredith, George. I got through it all. I got through everything. Yeah. All right. What do you rank this episode? Oh, wait. Oh, hold oh. on. Oh. Oh. Sorry. Oh. I just have to shout out this one Bailey line because it's one so good. When George says, you're probably right. And she just goes, I am so right about so many things. It would make your head spin. <laughs> just love that line. I just have to say that. I actually wrote that. So I, I did. And she did that as she was pulling out the last, the, uh, yeah, last the magnet. Final, the final magnet. I wrote, I am right about so many things that make your head spin. It sounds like a Carmen quote because I'm always right. I was right. about to say, this is Pete Kelsey. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us, friends. two peas in a pod. Um, okay. So, yes, let's rank that shit. Uh, for all the things that I really liked about this episode, and for as long as we've been here talking, almost two hours, <laughs> it's just a resident. It's just a three. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 3.0. It's, it's, it's good, but there's nothing mind blowing. Nothing mind blowing. I'm curious about the Cali situation. I really liked a lot of the, you know what? 3.1, 3.1. Because I just remembered about the, the Mark and Han 
love. <laughs> Just remember the things we were talking about two whole hours ago. Yeah, yeah. And then that whole Mark and Christina dialogue, it's good. There's there's good things to it, but it's just an average episode. Like, there's no real gigantic drama. You saw pretty much everything coming. There was no left field that lady turns. died. Yeah, but you, the writing was on the wall. She came I mean, in yeah. and she died when she walked in. Immediately. She, yeah. She died before the title card. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, I, nothing was like super crazy. There was drama, but it wasn't like uh, head spinning drama or like jump scare kind of drama. So what the fuck am I looking at? Is that a giant Hello so, Kitty? Yeah. Do you remember when Scarlett got this for her birthday? Yes, I do now. Yeah. Yeah. She put it in my room, so it's right here next to me and it's very soft. So I've just been Amazing. like petting it. Amazing. Uh, okay. 3.1 clearly upset you very much. What are you giving this episode? No, I didn't. I was actually going to say like 3.4, resident point four. I'm pretty much on the same page. Like nothing life altering, but like important things. Uh, main, the, I would say the main takeaways for sure would be like now Bailey's going to be chief resident. Um, Christina and Han are still having problems. So like, what does that mean for Christina's career path? Um, and then the whole Lexi and Meredith situation is still unclear. Like what is happening? Um, what has been happening? How did we get here? Yeah, it's there are a lot of questions uh, that don't make sense, but the episode overall was good. It wasn't bad. There weren't. It wasn't, it wasn't like super issuey or anything. So, yeah. Anything you want me to predict? What do you, What do you want me to predict on this episode? Yes, predict something with Callie. I think you already did, but uh, Callie is going to be again. in. So Callie, she said fired to be dramatic. She still works at the hospital. I think that she was just demoted, not fired. Okay. Um, and prediction for the Christina Han situation. Uh, Christina's going to win Han over, but it's going to be by having a really insane other surgery. I think okay. that Han is going to have to see that Christina is a good surgeon on her own. Not like without, an, she's going to be with either Mark or Derek or Bailey or someone, but she has to see that she's a good surgeon. She didn't just ride the coattails of who she quote unquote was having sex with. So Han needs to fix her perception by herself. Christina's not going to monologue her way back into Han's rotation. Okay. So I don't know what that's going to look like, but that'll be within the next, she will do a surgery with Han on cardio within the next four episodes. So by season four, episode 11, eight, nine, yeah. 10, 11. Yes. Okay. Um, what about, uh, anything with Meredith and Derek? I know it's just, no, nothing just with happening. Meredith and Derek. I have nothing right now. I have nothing for them. I will tell you that George and Izzy do not go into season five in a relationship. Okay. Um, but they're going to have good sex. They're going to have good sex, but they're not going to last relationship wise. Okay. Um, I think that's mainly it. Um, Thatcher shows up to the hospital drunk one day. Weber and Derek. Um, Weber is going to move off the land by season four, episode 15. He's moving off the land. Okie dokie. He's going to buy a house. Good for him. Yeah. The housing market was probably okay then. That was right before it crashed. Uh, right before it crashed. <laughs> Maybe um, he buys low. That one time. 
Um, happened so many times. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I don't think I have any other anything with Mark or Mark and Han are going to have sex. Okay, bold. Doubling down. Mm-hmm. Do they have sexual chemistry? They have. I don't see on-screen sexual chemistry, but I do see some on-screen character chemistry. Their characters have good banter and good chemistry, but I don't think that they're two people. I'm not getting any chemistry vibes from them. I just hope that they have sex. I'm hoping. Okay. What about Alex and Lexi? Eh, They'll have sex again. Okay. But it's going to be after Meredith is like, it's okay. We've made peace. Everything's good. Okay, let's wrap it up now that this is going to be the two hour mark. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have anything to say, you can find us on Instagram at chaoticallykelsey, carmen.gabriel.official, Gray's Academy Pod. You can also email us at graysacademypod at gmail.com to correct us, to give us any thoughts. I don't care. I just like hearing from people. Please leave us a rating or review or both. If you have time, please share us with your friends and family. We appreciate all the listens. You can also find us on Patreon. We have fun things over there. And um, if you see Carmen walking down the street, just yell two hours at me and I'll understand. And uh, also no spoilies. And we will see you all in the next one.